Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Yui. Over 100,000 claims taken care of every year. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. Welcome once again to the NRL Fantasy Podcast Round 24 team lists are in. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock, home stretch. Don Brock, home stretch. Last couple of weeks, the penultimate round this week. One of our favourite words. Um, yeah, uh, really, really big week of fantasy if you're still alive in your head-to-head league and you still have trades, ideally. Hopefully that's the case. If it's not, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So, um, yeah, every decision now is, is absolutely crucial. Is it uh, default leagues have the final this week or is it default to next week? I think next week is yeah, the Yeah, all my finals final. are next week, but yeah. I wasn't sure if commissioners were just changing it up. Um, so yeah, you're playing for a spot in the GF if you're still alive. If you're overall, you've probably got no trades left and you're flying <laughs> by the seat of your pants. Crossing your fingers and <laughs> doing everything else. Let's get stuck into some team lists. Starts off on Thursday night with the Cowboys against the Bulldogs up there in Townsville at 1-300 Smiles. Um, good win for the cows last week. I've been tipping them for about five weeks and putting the mock on them, so I finally stopped, and what do you know? Reverse the curse. Apologies, Cowboys. I should have jumped off sooner. Um, they have uh, probably Jason Tamalow. I feel like we say this every week, other than the week he was out injured, but um, came back from that foot injury, scored a try, and um, went really good. Yeah, good week for the cows. Good week for Tamalolo, 79 points. Uh, back to his best, um, which puts him again in that bracket of uh, captaincy options, I suppose, this round. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. Um, and once again, he's the only uh, standout in that Cowboys team. So, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I guess he's a captaincy option if you're, you know, underdog chasing a bigger team on a... Spring a surprise, still a pretty good. Yeah, or just scorer. for the sake of having a different captain, exactly. I guess. But if your opponent's got McInnes or Haas or someone, then that's well, a bit Chances of a risk. Right, you'll be beat. Yep. Well, if he gets another try and gets 79 again, you're exactly. smart. Um, they've got the um, the giant killers, the Bulldogs. They'd be um, mm. they've beaten six of the last eight, and it's all um, all top eight teams yeah. at the time of the the game. Amazing, yeah, incredible form. Um, high quality game actually last Thursday. I thought it was really really entertaining. Um, a few good fantasy scores to go around amongst the Bulldogs. Um, Ruhop Bawadi, that little stand at fullback, yeah. boosted him up. But I think he finished with 10 tackle busts, 263 metres odd. Um, definitely a point of difference uh, at best, though, I still think, even though guys like him, Tolman and Josh Jackson in decent form, probably not premium top 17 types. You wouldn't think so. Um, they're a little underpriced if you need a scorer um, and don't have that much to spend if you're you know, upgrading one of your reserves or something this week uh, to a top 17 player. Yeah, Tolman's um, been very consistent recently. Josh Jackson's been, you mentioned him, he's been scoring really well of late, got 69 points last mm. week. Played super last week. Had a great week. game. Got a lot of run metres in that game, but did a bit of everything. I think he may have had a try assist. Set up that try with a yeah. knife. He sort of had some good work from foreign on his inside and then fired this beautiful cutout ball out to the uh, Remus on the wing. Yeah, so, you know, again, very left-field option at this stage, but um, if you want to spring a surprise with someone who doesn't quite cost what the, uh, the top line players do but can still give you 50 or 60 points he's an option mm. Jaden Ockenbaugh re-emerges in first grade <laughs> yes. for, uh, for the suspended Remus Smith probably just a, uh, a one-off um, the second game of the round the Warriors up against the Rabbitohs over there in Auckland the 6pm Friday game for us 8pm uh, kickoff over there um, bad week for the Warriors last week they really didn't Barely fired a shot against the Sharks, but encouragingly for fantasy, Roger Tuivasa-Shek was back to something like his best. He was so 
76 points, again, involved in, in a lot, try assist, try save, a lot of tackle breaks, a lot of run metres. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for those of us who have him, he can repeat that kind of effort against uh, Souths this week. Chester Vanga's the other one. Um, back to lock, I think he was last week, and mm-hmm. back to uh, scores in the 60s. So... Uh, good signs for him. I think Tavanga will do really well against Souths, you'd expect, if it's close or if the Rabbitohs win. Um, RTS, a bit more hit and miss, but yeah, in, in good form. Yeah, should be in probably a, a huge chunk of teams. Um, few tweaks for South. They've obviously lost James Roberts to suspension after a very ordinary uh, elbow on Corey Oates last week. But Alex Johnston uh, comes back in the first grade. I feel like he's been a week or two away for yeah. months and months. He's had sort of mon- ongoing uh, bone bruising in the knee. He's named on the wing uh, with Campbell Graham at centre. Adam Dewey still at fullback. I don't know if that's how they're going to run the whole game or not. Maybe a fitness issue for Johnston, but you'd think if yeah. he's fully fit, he's the fullback moving forward. Um, Fantasy-wise, other than Damien Cook, who was absolutely superb, it was a little bit below par for the Bunnies last week. It was, yeah. So Adam Reynolds, 40 points, okay, but not great. Cameron Murray, 37. So Mm. he had been quite good recently. Obviously, this season he's averaged 50-plus for most of the year. So, yeah, I don't know if we get too spooked by that lowish score. A lot of demerits for um, Murray in that game. Four missed tackles and two errors or something like that. Yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, if you've got a lot of scorers in your team, do you consider leaving Murray out this week based on that? Or Yeah, I was looking at it. Back? I mean, all year we say don't sell keepers and Murray's a keeper, but with a, you know, it, I think we're at the point of the year where all the rules pretty much go out the window and you just get the best possible team for that yeah. week or the, the next two weeks. And you'd have to say at this point that selling Murray for a, a Manu Ma'u or a David Fafita or one of these sorts of players is probably probably going to net you some extra points mm. then again you could do it and Fafita gets 40 and Murray gets I mean, 65 one-off so weeks are who knows? impossible to predict but yeah anything that can get you an extra 10-20 points this round could be the difference between you getting knocked out or going through the grand final so yeah something to consider I think I I mean I've got him I think I'll be keeping him but yeah we'll think about it yeah, I'm in the same spot. I've got one trade left, which I mercifully didn't burn on Andrew Fafida and Tamalolo when they are out. But, um, hmm, interesting decisions to be made. Mm. Um, Sam Burgess also back uh, from that quad strain named at prop. Uh, Cook did as well as he did with no Burgesses in the team last week. So hopefully with Sam back setting yeah. a bit more of a platform, he might um, have another good run. Yeah, Burgess not really a fa- fantasy factor himself, but probably helps Cook and Adam mm. Reynolds and those kind of attacking players, their chances. Correct. Uh, huge uh, crunch match in terms of the, the bottom half of the eight, the second Friday game. Broncos hosting the Eels. Um, Broncos need a win to... They can still drop out of the top eight. They, they desperately need a win. Um, Eels still chasing a, an extra spot or two on the ladder um, and need to one more win to ensure a, a home final at worst. Um, Brisbane, as we touched on before, David Fafida, just sensational, yeah. two tries, 100 points. Um, Payne Haas a little bit below par. Um, incredible that we're talking about a, a rookie prop getting 57 as a, a mm. disappointment, but this is the, the standard that Payne Haas has set this season. Yeah, definitely. So his average is closer to 65 than 55. Um, he's a lot of people's captain, especially after that. Uh, 100 he, he uh, pulled off a couple of weeks ago. I think he's still going to be my captain this week. Will he be your captain this week? I currently uh, think I'm going to stick with Haas, yeah. I think McInnes is the other one. Last time yep. um, this decision was made, Haas, as we all remember, outscored McInnes by sort of 20-something. Exactly. That's when I switched to McInnes. <laughs> Jinxing it. And you talked me out of it. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think 
chasing last week's big score doesn't necessarily work for these captaincy choices. So mm. maybe best to stick with what you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, Haas has been best most weeks, even yeah. though you know McInnes and Cook were both a lot better last week. Um, elsewhere in the team, Milford was fairly quiet. He's had mm. a few, a couple of low scores in the last month or so. Um, it's a bit of a concern for yeah. owners. Yeah, 33 points. Um, he had been great up until, as you say, pretty recently at fullback, breaking tackles and still getting a lot of kick metres and whatnot. His kick metres, I didn't look at last week's numbers, but they dried up the week before, so I don't know if that's changed or anything. Yeah, Sullivan's more a of a kicker than Turpin, maybe. Yeah, I'd have to um, double-check the match centre from last week, like you say. Yeah, I mean, still not worth panicking or anything if he's in your team, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for cut price um, players, not that he's that cheap, um, he might be one to avoid on on current form. Mm. Just trying to dig up whether this kick meters thing is a trend. The whole well, so really. it last week, the whole the kick meters across the board were really low. So Milford got the most in the match, but that was only two fifty, um, two hundred down on what he had the week before. So I think you mentioned uh, Adam Reynolds down on kick meters, only got one fifty, yeah. but. Him and Cody Walker both got about the same. It's just they didn't kick much. Just not that kind of game, I suppose. So. Yeah, odd one. Um, yeah, probably about covers it for the Broncos. Um, taking a look at the Eels, few changes there. Nathan Brown suspended for a brain snap of a shoulder charge. That's going to hurt a few coaches. Uh, Blake Ferguson returns from that knee infection. He's on the wing, um, pushing Brad Takarangi to the interchange. Martin Nukore starting at lock. Um, the fantasy options, Mitch Moses didn't really do anything last week and still got 50, which is a good sign. Um, Manu Mo's has to be close to the form fantasy player. Um, across the board. Unbelievable. He just keeps getting scores in the 60s. Got 66 last week, um, averaging 67 in his last five games. Uh, yeah, just kind of kind of out of the blue. Amazing uh, scoring streak for him. Um, he wouldn't be in many teams, I don't think, at this point. So Probably in a few more now than he was a month ago. Yeah. Um, so, again, one of those kind of point of different op- difference options. Um, yeah, Mitch Moses, clearly the premier half. In fantasy uh, this year, as you said, didn't really have much to do in attack and still got 50, which is fantastic. So uh, if you can get him, if you don't already, then do it. He's pretty pricey, so mm. you probably already have if, if he's an option. But, um, yeah, I think definite advantage to those uh, head-to-head teams that have Moses in their side this week. Yeah, and against that time of year, you just pick the informed players. So Moses and, and Momo are guys you probably want to splash out on to get that edge in your uh, head-to-head finals. Uh, Saturday footy kicks off up in the Hunter Old Boys Day the Knights up against the Titans um, blockbuster game <laughs> just I mean t- Knights can still make the finals I know God, I was, dig lads yeah anyway even, even after that loss last week they can still do it um, they're now coachless um, Christian Wolf's taken over Nathan Brown uh, originally was going to see out the season that's now not the case um, not quite sure what's going on with the playing group up there it's just been sort of some Weird signs coming from them uh, lately. Two weeks ago, a monumental dismantling of the Cowboys and Ponger and Pierce back to putting in huge scores. And then mm. the absolute reverse last week got monster by the Tigers and a couple of 32s for Ponger and Pierce. I think Clemmer might have been about the only one to yeah. put his hand up. Clemmer got 53. Um, yeah, the one bit of team news is Connor Watson's back mm. and Danny Levi's out. Levi's got a, a rib injury, so... I think Watson might be the pick of the bunch for this week. Um, playing at hooker, could play 80 or close to it, could get through a lot of tackles mm. or more likely make a few big breaks against the Titans team that uh, has been struggling. They were pretty strong in the first half of last week against Melbourne, but 
Yeah, you'd expect the Knights to win this, surely, mm. surely. <laughs> but, uh, old Boys Day, home against the definite wooden spurners. Your last time they won on Old Boys Day? Yeah, yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's, uh, they lost the last four. So last time they won, Wayne Bennett was coach and Jared Mullen was in the team and Darius yeah, Boyd and Bo Scott. So it's been a but while. After what happened last week, they've been, you know, mocked by everyone who follows rugby league after that uh, disastrous performance. The coach has left. Um, think they'd lift a bit but I don't know I mean if I if I had uh, Pierce still I'd be a bit concerned about what he's going to dish up this week even Ponga like if you flush with trades and looking for a point of difference yeah, I mean maybe. he should on paper you would think go well against the Titans I mean, but it's, it's bizarre before you know two weeks ago you look at this game at home against the Titans old boys day yeah final still on the cards you'd expect Ponga to go close to 100 you'd think Pierce would be on for 70 but who knows after last mm. week so yeah, lots of question marks here. Yeah, I agree with you on Watson, though. he's um, He's been really, really good when he starts at hooker and gets big minutes. He um, loves to run the ball from dummy half, loves busting a tackle. Uh, in terms of their full squad down in the reserves, you've got Kurt Mann, who obviously can play there. But if they go in 1-17, to the interchange, Jacob Saifidi, SESE, Josh Kinney, Aidan Guerra, none of them yeah, are going to be spending time exactly. at, at dummy half. So Watson uh, probably going to be playing 80 if they, if they go in. One to seventeen, so he could be a um, a decent option for the final fortnight of the season. Having a look at the Titans, uh, Mitch Rain missing a game due to a, uh, a dangerous throw last week. It means Nathan Peets goes back to hooker from the lock role that he's had the last couple of weeks. Um, Jai Arrow, who was down on um, stats last week, uh, a couple of people picked him up for the the run home. Would have been disappointed with that, but he is back at lock this week, which is good news. Um, Otherwise, I think they're the main talking points. I think so, yeah. Um, both, I think, Pete's and Arrow are kind of interesting options this week. Mm. Um, Pete's getting the hooker roll back is pretty good. Um, again, he's one of those kind of possible uh, fringe 17 guys you could maybe bring in for the sake of one or two rounds. 590k makes him pretty affordable. Um, Arrow, if you picked him up last week or in recent weeks, I think he should improve after getting 35 last round. So... Yeah, they're pretty much it. You want someone from that Titans team who's going to make a lot of tackles, basically, to get get the points. You can't mm. bank on them doing too much in attack. Exactly right. Um, absolute blockbuster, the second game. Uh, Storm and the Seagulls over there at Lotto Land. Big-time rivalry, big-time grudge match. Um, was a thriller last time they played, mainly uh, taking the points in a, a one-point result down in, down in Melbourne. Um, had some big scalps lately, Manny. They obviously got the Raiders in Canberra last week. They're going pretty well. Um, Fantasy-wise, though, Tom Travojevic was a big disappointment. Jake Travojevic uh, ended up good after a try, after looking like he was on track for a lowish score. I feel like Fanua Blake's almost the form fantasy player at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he probably is. He probably is. Um, yeah, a few quietish scores last week. Um, Tommy Turbo got 22, which is not great, but he can do that once in a while, have um, mm. low-scoring games. Dropped um, the ball over the line, so he could have had yeah, a little bit more. Doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's worth remembering when these two teams played not that long ago, um, there were heaps of big fantasy scores. It was a 90-minute game through mm. extra time, but uh, both Dravojevic brothers got 50. Daly Cherovin's got close to 60. Um, Tapao got high 50s as well, I think. So Jake made 69 tackles, remember? Yeah, so. that helps, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and they, you know, if any team can beat the Storm right now, it's Manly that done it already. They're at home this week, so um, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen here. I mean... Mm. Uh, I like DCE as well for this week, um, regardless of whether Manly win or lose. Um, as long as it's kind of close and I get blown away, then 
He can score in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was going to say he can, you know, if they're putting away a, a bad team, he'll get five tries. But in yeah. a game like Melbourne, he'll get, you know, he'll run the ball himself, he'll get 500 kick metres, he'll probably kick a field goal. He'll like get 20, 20 yeah. odd tackles as well. So, so you're right. Um, that's probably about it for Manly. Melbourne had some sort of communication last week that Croft was being rested so they could look at other combinations. Well, it looks like Croft is being rested for the rest of 2019 and they just have... <laughs> at least two weeks. They just have Pappenheisen as fullback and Jerome Hughes as it, halfback. It is which, a funny time to change your mind on who your halfback's going to be with three weeks left yeah, before the... Yeah, they sort of did this last year, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't make their mind up last year either. And they made the grand final, though they didn't do too well in the grand final. Yeah, it's an interesting one. But, yeah, good news... Fantasy-wise, for um, a massive points-per-minute fullback. Yeah, well, Pappenheiser in particular. There's probably a few people who bought him as a cash cow back around sort of... I think it might have been that Magic Round game. He torched the eels in half an hour yeah. and people started jumping on. If you're still sitting on him from back then, then uh, happy days. He might be a viable top 17 for the, the final two weeks of the year. Um, or even potentially a discount buy, really. He's um, a bit of a, a points-per-minute machine isn't he he is so um in his he's only played four games you know played the full game four times this year mostly he's been used off the bench he's averaging 66 in those games where he's played uh the full 80 which is very encouraging a little more concerning if you look at it closely he scored tries in all those games which certainly helps um and his three really big scores um what are they here? 71, 83, 67. Last week, those came against uh, the Tigers, the first one, and then the Titans in both the second two games. Mm. Uh, yeah, so up against Manly in Manly this week is tougher opposition than those teams, you would think. Um, he scored 45 in 80 minutes against the Roosters, including a try, which feels more like this kind of game. So, mm. um, yeah, he for the se- across the season, he's scoring just about a point per minute. Um, as a as a fullback, which is pretty amazing. So, um, I mean, if he ever gets that fullback spot permanently, which he may do now, he's going to be a great fantasy scorer. But he might not get a monster score this week. Yeah, good analysis. Um, Cameron Munster was a bit disappointing for anyone who thought he might get a hundred against the Titans last week. Finished yeah. up with forty odd. Jerome Hughes, I feel like, scores pretty similarly. Uh, at halfback yeah, to what yeah. he does at fullback sort of makes up for the lost run metres with a few extra tackles um, but still probably a tier below any of the, the premium options. Uh, Cameron Smith a little bit quiet last week, obviously I think he got an early shower as well. Yeah, um, probably won't happen in this one. This is the sort of game where you want a Cameron Smith, he's um, going to be busy in the middle and probably not getting an early shower unless it somehow ends up being a blowout which you would not expect to happen. Yeah. Yeah, definite, definite uh, captaincy contender once again. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, final Saturday game, the Roosters host the Panthers at the SCG. Uh, on paper, it looks like another blowout to the Roosters, but uh, it's a funny game, rugby league. James Tedesco, he was brilliant uh, in a big win last week. Uh, Angus Crichton still has that back row slot, although just uh, be aware that I think Boyd Corner is in the reserves, so getting closer to a return. Yeah, Cordner has to return at some point. He's been kind of around there for the last few weeks. Um, they haven't really needed to rush him back, I guess, uh, on current form. Uh, Tedesco, I assume, is in everyone's team at this point. Um, mm. Maybe an absolute long shot captaincy thing if you want to do it a Hail Mary, but um, otherwise probably go with one of the safer options who will guarantee get you know 50 points and up, but uh, Tedesco is as close as you get. For fullbacks, um, Latrell Mitchell's back. He's been scoring yeah. pretty well of late. Again, he'll rely on attacking stats, so he needs to score a try or two to do well, so it's a bit risky. But 
you know, pretty good as far as centres go behind the, the big two of uh, Bateman and Nakora. Some remarkable stat, I'll, I'll double-check the specifics, but something like his last seven games at the SCG, he scored more points individually than the opposition team has scored. It's <laughs> well, there you go. If that happens again this week, then he should be in for a big score. He's, uh, he enjoys the SCG. Uh, Panthers, uh, pretty much steady as she goes. I think Isaiah Yo is out. I was actually out there today. He was meant to be up for media, and I was told he was at the doctors, but uh, no specifics just yet on what's wrong with him. Um, in terms of their team, that puts uh, Fisher-Harris to lock. Fisher-Harris actually lost minutes last week. He's been playing 80 or close to it for ages at prop. Um, hopefully going back to lock, he, uh, he gets back to 80-minute ways, even if he doesn't quite score quite as heavily as he does in the front row. Um, otherwise, it's pretty much the same uh, Yeah, I think... Well, William Burns in the, uh, on the oh, interchange, course, yeah. but... Yeah. It's not really a fantasy factor at the moment. Yeah, Fisher-Harris is the big one, yeah. So his minutes dropped uh, from 80, as you said, to 55 last week. And he scored in the the low 40s, which is not what you want if you've got him. Um, Mm. Maybe that's a one-off. Maybe that's going to be a little trend for the last few weeks. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, his big scoring has come when he's played 80 and, and scored 55 or 60 points a game, so... We'll wait and see what happens this week. I wouldn't panic just yet if he's in your team. Panicking on uh, Nathan Cleary. He's had a few mediocre scores of late. Yeah, what did he get last week? I haven't got that here. Um, I think it was just under 40. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, he's a he's a half. Um, he's not clearly the dominant half, as they've got Maloney as well. So you kind of want Penrith to be winning winning games for him to be scoring well. He's average for the season still, about 52. But, yeah, 39 last week. Not great, um, and tough kind of game for him to score well against this Roosters team. So yeah, exactly. I'd be a little surprised if he doesn't get a try or something for him to get much more than 50 points. Mm. Brian Toto was a reasonably handy um, loop option great or loop 18th man. Or he keeps hitting these 40s as a very cheap winger, so mm. handy to have. Can find a try. Uh, Sunday footy kicks off down there in the Shire, Points Bet Stadium. Uh, I think this is their last game there, which means farewell to Points Bet and farewell home game for uh, the big G train, Paul Gallen. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantasy-wise, I guess for Fida was the story last week. Didn't really get any more minutes than we would have expected off the bench, but he just was on a mission. He was busting tackles and offloading and carting the ball up. Yeah, I think we said last week he can do that, um, get mm. a monster score just in 45 minutes or something. So he got 72 in that game. Um a few good scores, actually, in that game. Nakora got 66, which is a welcome return to form for a lot of us who have him in the centres. Dugan got 60. Bronson Sherry got 59. Sean Johnson got 50-something as well. So uh, really good uh, game for them fantasy-wise. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully Fafita just keeps piling on those points if you're someone who has him and didn't trade him out a few weeks ago. As, uh, as I certainly am. Um, Dugan putting in some decent scores yeah. as well of late at, at fullback. Doing well at fullback. Uh, um, yeah, it's had a few ga- like good, good games, mm. you know, non-fantasy-wise, and that's translating to fantasy. Yeah, Bronson Sherry going well on that left centre outside uh, Wade Graham. Although Wade, I think we talked about Wade Graham last week, averaging 50 over a month. He got 17 or 18 or something, <laughs> about eight missed tackles. So a bit of a come down for him. Uh, Raiders, uh, they'll be disappointed with how last week went. Um, Joey Lailua is out of the team, unsurprisingly, after just an absolute brain snap last week. Turned out to be very expensive for him. Um, so he's missing. It means Bailey Simonson, come, come, Bailey Simonson comes back into the back line. It's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, Fantasy-wise, John Bateman going well. Chance to go clock stats, 
probably proved to be not quite that same keeper level as uh, as the other wing fullbacks. Yeah, I think so. Um, the other two, Jack Whiten and Josh Papali, both kind of 50-point players. They both got good scores last week. Um, Papali's got a, a good run of scores above 50. Um, one of those handy, you know, forwards to have, but not necessarily a mm. uh, step above anyone you've got in your team already. Um and Whiten had a pretty low score week before last, so good to see him get back to 52. Final game of the round, the Dragons and the West Tigers at the SCG. Um, Dragons, they really want the uh, the season to be over from the looks of them. Um, good to see Tristan Saylor get a try on debut yep. last week. Not really a factor in fantasy. Hopefully he doesn't go too nuts in case he ends up being the starting fullback. Uh, round one next year and could be a, a handy cash cow. True. Um, McInnes is the main fantasy guy here. He's uh, scores well when they go well and scores well when they go badly, which is lucky because they've been doing that more often than not lately. It's, uh, I think he scored one once under fifth, once under sixty in his last nine games. I was looking at. Yeah. And even that was fifty five. Well, his five game average is seventy three, and he's yeah. he scored seventy three uh, on the weekend. So, yeah, one of those really solid captaincy options this week. Um, you know, Haas, Payne Haas, who we mentioned, is probably the the obvious one. Um, scored 57 last week and averages 65. So McInnes, you know, you could argue is even safer than that. A um, mm. couple, couple of weeks ago, that, that week that I switched to him and didn't get Haas's 100, he still scored 66 or something, I think. So, yeah, very safe option. He gets through a ton of defensive work and, yeah, as you said, does a bit more in attack than you might think. It's a few um, uh, tackle breaks with darts out of dummy half, so... Very good option, and nothing else is really worth considering mm. that Dragons team these days. He's the most expensive player oh, really? in fantasy yeah, now. Um, just crept ahead of Payne Haas. under the radar. Um, so there you go. Uh, West Tigers, uh, they were well, certainly extremely good last week, although the opposition made it easy for them. Translated to some big fantasy scores. Luke Brooks has had a ripping month in fantasy. Yeah. Obviously 95 caps it off, but four straight scores over 50 and a, a, a month-long average about 70, I think. Um, elsewhere in the team, Ryan Madison's a factor. Yep. It's not too. I mean, Luke Garner scored well, Nofaluma scored well, but they're not really. You come back on that every week. Yeah. yeah. Madison's been consistently good. Uh, another 58 last week. Um, Alex Tuar was popular earlier in the season, but he's more of a 40, 45 point player off the bench. Um, I think that just about wraps it up. I don't know. Would you, would you consider Brooks seriously for the last two weeks if you wanted to? Third yeah. half, say. So. I mean, you, it's you're really talking point of difference type yeah. options here. He's uh, he's not in a lot of teams, and if you're in a big head-to-head final, he's probably not going to be in your opposition team. If you think he's going to bust out another 60, 70, 80, needs or, a few or better tries or try assists to get there. But needs um, some attacking stats. Yeah, showed last week he can do it. I mean, he's getting numbers, you know, fairly consistently across the board. You know, plenty of kick meters, you know, stuff here, there, and everywhere. So. I mean, what did he do last week? A couple of try assists. Almost 600 kick metres obviously makes a difference. Just Eight tackle busts. Yeah, it's ter- terrific. I mean, he could do that against the Dragons, who are struggling at the moment. Um, last round, they played Cronulla, which would be much tougher. So mm. can't necessarily guarantee he'll do it in uh, in grand final week in fantasy. That is correct. Uh, that's all the team list. Let's have a look at some of the uh, the questions that have come in, of which there are... Do we have any questions? There's a couple. <laughs> One or two more than last week, but not many. That is getting to that time of year. Uh, Paul Burns kicks us off. He has one trade left and is stuck with Nathan Brown. Who should I get that's under 700k? Thinking about Connor Watson or Jai Arrow. I don't mind either. Yeah, I quite like Watson as an option this week. Mm. Um, 
as I said, he can he'll score well. You'd expect, um, no matter what happens in this game, either he's an 80-minute hooker who should get a lot of tackles, or if the Knights do get a win, he'll probably be amongst it, getting a few line breaks or and tackle breaks and whatnot. So. Uh, I think just looking at this round, which at this time of the year you can get away with doing, I think he's probably my pick. For this round, he is. Do we know if Levi's expected back for round 25? We it's don't. a rib injury? It's a rib injury, yeah. So Just with the coaching upheaval, obviously Nathan Brown's I mean, gone. It's a complete week. lottery, isn't it? Who, who they got to go with next week. So what does Christian Wolfe do for a one-off game when their season's probably going to be over? Uh, I don't know. Which does guy, he have a different view to Brown? Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. Whereas Jai Arrow is like worst case next week, he goes back to prop if, if exactly. Rain's back at, at hooker. Arrow is your safe, you know, you should get at least 40, maybe 60, and Watson's kind of a bit more of a, I think he'll probably get a very good score this week and then who knows next week. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, John Maloney writes in, will Connor Watson play 80 minutes this week? I'm trading out Nathan Cleary was thinking Watson or Ryan Madison. Um, sort of touched on it in the team list. He'll definitely play 80 if they go in 1-17. to 17. It's only if Kurt Mann sneaks from the, the reserves yep. into the bench that you'd have to be worried about that. It's almost the same answer. It's um, Yeah, similar thing. Madison, again, very safe. He should get probably 50-something both weeks mm. at the least. Uh, yeah, as we mentioned, Watson potentially to go very large this week, and then who knows? Yeah, exactly right. Um, Ryan Didrickson, another Nathan Brown-related question. He needs to trade in for anyone under about 680000 Do I go for a safe option like Jazz Tavango or Aidan Tolman or a potential home run hitter like Latrell Mitchell or Anthony Milford or a real roll the dice in Ryan Pappenhausen? Head-to-head prelims too close to call. Opponent has Tavanga and Tolman already. Yeah, tricky one. So um, the, the good thing there, just with those two players he mentioned, now this is getting very... Um, specific to this guy's question, but remember that it's a rolling lockout. So Tavunga and Tolman are the two guys he mentioned. I mean, Tolman plays the first game of the round, Bulldogs-Cowboys Thursday night. You can kind of see how he goes first. You can kind of do this thing, hold mm. your trade off until you need to make it. Um, if you want to get Tavunga, obviously you need to get him before the Warriors play, which is the second game of the round. Um, Tavunga's in my team. He's very solid. Uh, Tabunga, I'd be more worried about in, in an opposition team than Tolman, who's probably going to get 50-ish, but very unlikely to get more he's than not gonna go 55. Yeah. And could well get 40, which will put you uh, at an advantage. Um, whereas Tavunga, on his day, you know, if he gets 200 metres and 50 exactly. tackles or whatever... He's it's, had uh, some huge scores, yeah. Um, yeah, of his home run, home run hitters, Latrell, Milford, um, are both pretty risky. Latrell's in great recent form, but... His overall average isn't great. Milford's kind of the reverse. His season record's very good, but his recent form is uh, mm. not. Uh, Pappenheisen, uh, I really like as an option, but maybe not this round up against yeah, the tough team. So right. they're all, yeah, pretty risky. Uh, I'd probably lean towards Tavunga out of that batch. I would. Uh, again, you mentioned the rolling lockout being specific to this question, but it's broadly speaking, it is a tactic for anyone in a head-to-head yeah. final if you are making a trade and there's players, you know, have got uniques from the matchup in action earlier in the round. Work out how far ahead you are and how far behind you are, yeah. how much you need to gamble before you do pull the, the trigger on a trade. In this instance, uh, I agree with you. I think Tavang is the best option in that second game of the round. So I guess watch the dogs game first, hope Tolman doesn't do too much, and then if you can cancel that Tabunga to all but ensure a win, then that's probably the, the strategy to go for. Yep. 
Um, one late entrant from Dark Knight who says, not confident about this week and need a point of difference captaincy option. Is Ponga a good Ooh. shout? Jeez, you'd be happy if, if you did it and it paid off, but uh, straight off a of 32 with the Knights in disarray. Um, look, if you take, take out the context of what's happened in this last week, then Ponga at home against the Titans does seem like a, you know, one of those rounds he would, he would blitz it. Um, he still seems like a pretty big gamble at this point. I've got no idea what the, what the mindset of the Knights players is at. Yeah. Moment, so. I mean, I don't, like you, I don't have any inside mail on, you know, what's going on up there, but from what we've read from a few of the, the reporters who are covering it, it sounds like the, the reason that Browns ended up going early is just that the, the, you know, the effort at training and the mindset of the players wasn't up to scratch and it wasn't working, which I mean, I'm, Obviously, not pointing the finger at any player in particular, but that doesn't bode well for for any of them. And you know, Pong had a bit of an off game against the the Tigers, as obviously the rest of them did. But you know, he is a superstar. He, he's that sort of unflustered type who doesn't let much get to him. He's been probably been stung by a bit of the the criticism through the week. People have pulled out the the quote that he gave at the press conference about the strawberry thick shake and everything else. So maybe he will have a, a point to prove. He's um, a talented player, and he can, you know, like you said, against the Titans, he's, he can potentially go very large. Yeah, the other thing about this year is that there's, you know, four or five really good, genuine captaincy options every week. Um, I'm thinking uh, Smith, Cook, Haas, Tomalolo, McInnes. That's probably it, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of options. Your opponent will only have one of them, so if you've got a few of those yeah. guys or two or three and can guess what your opponent's going to do. You know, if your opponent's... You can see what their captain was last week. If that guy did well, they're probably not going to change their mind. So just pick someone else. You don't have to go all the way to risking a fullback as your captain mm. if you've got a couple of those those big guns. I mean, the re- the main reason I would steer clear of Ponga as captain, not even just the, the question marks over Newcastle's form, but if he has a really big game and scores a couple of tries, he might score 70, 75, yeah. 78... McInnes and Haas can do that yeah, on a normal a week. Regular kind of game, yeah. Just mostly through tackles and runs and busts. So yeah. Haas's big game is 100, as we saw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so. which Ponga would need to go absolutely ballistic to uh, to match that. So you know, McInnes has got two 80-plus scores, I think, in the past yep. month or so. So, yeah, I think probably still a lot safer to go with those unless you really need to gamble on a, a fullback and, and hope your opponent's captain uh, goes poorly. It might bring us to the end of the questions. You still sitting on a sneaky trade over there, Dom? Got one trade left. I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing with it. I think I'll do that thing of uh, watching the early games and mm. see what I need to do for my uh, head-to-head matchups. I'm a bit the same. I um, said last week I almost burned it on Fafita or Tamalolo, ended yeah. up holding it, which turned well out done, lucky yeah. and actually put in a good score last week. I had four red dots in my uh, reserves, but the top 17 all went reasonably handy. So a bit like you, I'll, uh, I'll see how the weekend rolls out for my head-to-heads and work out if I've got to panic trade someone halfway through. I am playing you in the office. Uh, oh, no, we so. do. We are up against each other. So if you feel like telling me what you're trading before <laughs> then, that's fine too. Are we both going Haas as captain? I think so, yeah. Yeah. we got any uniques early in the week? Probably got almost the same team. You've got uh, Tavanga, don't you? I do. I'll watch him on Friday night. monster score from him on Friday will help me a lot. Yeah, hopefully he uh, gets an early shower or something. Anyway, it brings us to the end of another podcast. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, as always, keep an eye on NRL.com for plenty more good fantasy stuff, the fantasy video, the Late Mail Crew podcast, or your Late Mail and Breaking News. And we'll be back for one final fantasy podcast this time next week.